Hello, welcome to You Haven't Seen That, um, a podcast where um, we watch films that myself, Eric, uh, I missed when I was uh, a child, a young adult, a teenager, teenage boy. Um, so <laughs> all, sure, of the above. all of the above. <laughs> I went through those phases. Um, so as usual, I've got Chris with me. Hey, everybody. And Chris, what are we watching this time? Uh, yeah, we've got a bit of a fun one this week. Uh, we're going to be diving in to Stephen Herrick's 1989 film, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Now, a motion picture so grand, Whoa. so magnificent, and so vast, it spans 7,000 years. No way! But it starts with Bill. I'm Bill S. Preston! Who is Joan of Arc? And Ted. Noah's wife? We are in danger of flunking most heinously tomorrow. A force from the future. Can we go anywhere we want at any time? You can do anything you want. Is putting history at their fingertips. Let's reach out and touch someone. Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, Bill and Ted's... Excellent! Excellent! Excellent adventure. Party on, dude. Who's Stephen Herrick? A director. <laughs> I really should say Ed Solomon and Chris, Chris Matheson, the, the two writers, because they really did what create else? these characters. Yeah, and did they do other things as well? Uh, they wrote the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't have that info in front of no, me no, that's currently, right. okay. and my the, mental IMDb is failing. That's pretty good, though. No, okay, so if they don't pop up in your IMDb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but they, they were like the creators of these two characters, yeah. and um, even before they were a movie, actually, they... um. Used to do them as a stand-up act, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah. So oh. the characters originated in like improv comedy, and then yeah. they made a movie of the like wrote so, a script and cast Keanu. <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, but I guess like big question is, what do you know about this one? Is is this a kind of vague one for you, or do you know what you're going? I, all into? I know is this is like Keanu at his vaguest best. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that about right? Yeah. Excuse me. When did the Mongols rule China? I don't know. I just work here. At his um, most stonerish in appearance, at least. Not necessarily, I don't know about his uh, character, al- but... I'd almost give Parenthood the edge on this one. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> but but I, yeah. I can picture that scene where he stands up in the classroom or whatever mm-hmm. and um, says something like, Bogus or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. It's a bogus adventure. Yeah. Excellent, he probably says then. Mm. Um... So no, I don't know much beyond that. I guess I'm probably expecting a bit of a dumb and dumbery kind of vibe. Yep. So, do you have any idea of what their adventure? For some it's reason, I want to say time travel. Okay. But um, no, really, I, I don't. For some reason, time travel's in my mind, but yep. um, could just be hot tub time machine. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So um, no, it'll be. Um, I was just thinking it was pretty funny the other night. I um, I was watching a, a modern. Keanu comedy John Wick <laughs> that movie is awesome yeah in a great comedic way yeah it is so badass <laughs> yeah um, I just love it how it doesn't take itself seriously yes. at all yeah. it's just like oh god you killed his dog and stole his car that dog was a final gift from my dying wife so it's he's like, gonna murder yeah, every you're all dead <laughs> yeah. all of us yeah. um, <laughs> why'd you kill his dog <laughs> yeah um, and that dog is so cute yeah. but um, you know, it'll be good to go back to because I, I, I know this is such a early Keanu film like it's such an iconic this is early really one. the one that made him 
pop and kind of... I can't you know. think of anything earlier. I'm not a Keanu expert. Yeah, I, I want to say, like, River's Edge was earlier, probably. Let's see, I don't really know that one, so... Yeah, and I'm sure there's a few other little ones Yeah, um, throughout there. Like, we'll, we'll get into this after yeah. the I suppose. But, but this was his, his catapult, so... This is kind of the breakout kind of movie for him. Yeah, so. and what year was it? 89. 89, okay. Yeah. So it's actually later than I was expecting it to be. I, I would have mm. pegged this to be like 87, 86. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, this was one that, like, as a kid I, I, I knew of, just sort of alongside some of those other, like I said, Dumb and Dumbery style comedies. Yeah. But um, it just it just never... It was never one of the choice of seven films to watch at a sleepover, for example. Yeah, yeah. It never <laughs> it just, kind of popped up. Yeah. No, like... It, it's not necessarily a sleepover movie. It's more one you just kind of... Rent from the video store and discover yeah. on your own. It's, yeah. it's not really a sleepover kind of movie, so... No, so, um, yes, I just missed it entirely. Hmm. Um, blonde, blonde guy. Alex Winter. That's right. What else has he been in? The Lost Boys? I was going to say Lost Boys. Yeah. He's one of the vamps. He's one he? of the vampires yeah. in The Lost Boys. Uh, he directed a really cool and interesting movie called Freaked, um, and he's now a documentarian, actually. Really? Yeah, he did a really amazing uh, documentary called Downloaded a couple of years ago, so, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm looking forward to finding out... Um, what level of method acting Keanu sinks to in this one? Well, not rises to, sorry, that's not very <laughs> Sinks to. No, sorry, like, I, mean, immer- I think I meant immerses himself yeah, in, yeah. I believe. is. But the, after Point Break, we obviously learnt how to surf. Yes. And learnt surfer lingo. <laughs> I think that was just in his vernacular yeah, from Bill and Ted. So, yeah, exactly. I, obviously, I'm looking forward to learning if there was any... any life skills he got out of this one because mm. he, he obviously he commits to a lot of these things pretty heavily oh Keanu's great like yeah, anyone yeah. who says Keanu Reeves is a bad actor I get angry because yeah, he's his... not a bad actor he's really great in the right role yeah, like you said he's got a spectrum yeah and a, if you a narrow nail... spectrum yeah, it's a bell curve of awesome <laughs> yeah, his standard deviation is small <laughs> yeah um, and uh, yeah within it he seems to do he seems to perform well so mm. yeah no, I'm looking looking forward to finding out yeah, what young Keanu can do. All right, well, on that note, should we jump in? Let's go for it. Yes, yeah, so that was Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Oh, that was most excellent. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> I'm surprised no one says Calabunga in that movie. I know. I, I, I just feel there's so many words, like California words. Yeah. That, we get Bodacious. Yeah, bodacious yeah. is in there. Bogus. Yeah, bogus is in there. Yeah. Um, you know, excellent itself isn't really that kind of word, but no. when it's said that way... It's so perfect. It carries a lot more weight. <laughs> Would you like to know how many times it's said in the movie? Yes, please. <laughs> 30 times. And they say dude 70 times. <laughs> yeah, it's like the perfect, the more you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I'll be counting next time yeah. I watch it. Um, yeah, so I guess uh, initial impressions. What, what did you think of Bill and Ted's excellent adventure? Oh, it's just really easy to enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably, the, like, just from the word go, um... You just sort of know what you're going to get, more or less. Yeah. Like, these guys are going to go on some mild journey of discovery. <laughs> yeah. They're going to slightly improve their character. Yeah. Um, and they're not going to offend anyone along the way. No, it's going to be super wholesome and great. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like there's, like, the evil teacher or the evil bully at school or anything like that. There's just Ted's the, dad. Yeah, the worst you get is Ted's dad, who is... 
pretty... He's like the atypical 80s main dad stereotype. Yes. What am I going to do with you, huh? You lose my keys, you fail history, spend all your time with your loser friend planning a band that'll never happen. Yeah. Which is just... It's a little bit rough and kind of almost unnecessary for them. Like you need get your act together, kid. Yeah, you don't need him to be as harsh as he is. You just need to be like, look, you're flunking school. I'm gonna send you to military. Like you don't need him to be like. I've already signed you up for military school. (laughs) Your dreams are stupid. (laughs) You should stop. (laughs) I'm off to an NRA meeting. (laughs) Yeah, pretty rough. (laughs) But um, yeah, you're right. It is just like super wholesome. Easy to watch film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do enjoy uh, the opening credits. Um, it's the the weird kind of crystally cube thingy oh, yeah, yeah. coming down like octagon. I don't even know what. What, what even was it in the end? Well, is it, that the that's phone booth? the phone booth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah <laughs> you were, it transformed, didn't it? Yeah, you were commenting like, "Is this a James Bond opening or something?" Like, what are they I doing? Just felt here? like the way the music was done and the way it kind of moved with the music and the credits a little bit mm. um, just reminded me of a Bond intro. Yeah. But, no, I don't think that's what they were going for. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's just, like, the weird futuristic-y sci-fi-ish element somewhat. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, but then immediately do away with that after yeah. we've had that wonderful little introduction with uh, George Carlin, kind of... Rufus. Yeah, it's just, like, the simplest little, almost, like, only two sentences of bringing you up to speed. And it's like, this is all the exposition we need. Hi. Welcome to the future. I'm telling you, this place is great. But it almost wasn't. You see, 700 years ago, the two great ones ran into a few problems. So now I have to travel back in time to help them out. Let's yeah, go. <laughs> let's send the friendly Terminator back. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I know this is my mission. <laughs> yeah. But I have really not... I just need to set them on their mission. Yeah. But Which is just a, a pretty excellent... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel be our go-to adjective. Uh, it just has to be now. It's yeah. been drilled into me over yeah. the last eighty minutes or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, I, I suppose the most important thing to kind of ask you is, how do you think Bill and Ted work as protagonists? As like a yeah, the, oh. the chemistry as on screen is just spot on. Yeah, like they come across as genuine friends. They bounce off each other beautifully. Like. As well as any goofy movie like that. Like, mm. they just come across as two super friendly high school mates. Yeah. Who like music but suck at music. Well, how can we have decent instruments when we don't really even know how to play? That is why we need Eddie Van Halen. And that is why we need a triumphant video. Excellent! Yay! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's that thing of the. They're that wonderful type of protagonist that is dumb but lovable. Yeah, and like occasionally you kind of found almost got sick of the little guitar solo little <laughs> sign off, <laughs> but not quite. Like I got yeah. right right to the edge at one stage. I was like, it's possibly enough of those now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like you were saying, like Keanu is so freaking happy. Yeah, <laughs> that's like Ted Stick is just like. Overexcitement, oh. like he's playing it like a golden retriever puppy, almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. He's, he's a golden retriever puppy, and you just can't believe that this is the same guy who became Constantine. <laughs> oh, that, that was a good pull. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, <laughs> like it's funny when you watch it. 
you go, this guy went on to do really well for himself. This guy starred, he stars in one of the biggest films of all time. I'm assuming you're talking about no, The Matrix. <laughs> yeah, oh, I was I've got like, nothing funny there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Lake House. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, um, that's it. Like he, and and he's still in plenty of stuff. Like he sort of had a little bit of a quiet patch after The Matrix, but then he keeps popping up. He's been all sorts of stuff. Yeah, he, and he just seems like a dude that does whatever he wants to do. And he's got enough currency, and he's happy. He goes for it when he's in those. Roles. Yeah, and and similarly, Alex Winter. It seems he's pivoted more to directing, and mm. uh, he's become a bit of a documentarian and things. And yep. yeah, continues to put out stuff. And it's awesome to hear that these two dudes are still really good friends. Yeah, you were saying that, and like. <laughs> And when you said that, I'm like, well, actually, their on-screen chemistry was so good, it seems like they probably got along on set. Yeah. Well, apparently, like, how the casting happened, it was one of those occasions where the producers got in, like, a, about six or eight kind of finalist kind of actors yeah. and would, like, read them kind of in different matches, in different pairs to see kind of who worked well together. Clever, yeah. And it turned out, like, Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves, like, during that whole process just became friends in real life awesome and like yeah. in between like I think it was before one of the days of you know testing all of that out they were hanging out at a McDonald's and uh, they were goofing around in, in the line and behind them were the writers of the film Not and then they came oh, into yeah. audition late and they're like oh these guys oh we saw them yeah, yeah and we just thought they were those characters <laughs> so. which is both a compliment and not a compliment I guess depending yeah. on how you look at it but um, yeah like they they're, they're just like that you for so many of the ways their lines are delivered in unison, you've got to have that that timing and mm. that ability to know when the other person... And, and just like the, the timing of even just the word excellent or the little guitar solos, yeah. the same level of energy from both of them. It's a, you, you get the sense these two have been, yeah, friends forever and also they've, like, outside of that, these two actors have been playing these characters forever. Mm. Like, yeah, and there's, there's enough, like... Like, the two characters aren't exactly the same. They're very similar. Yeah. But they're still different enough. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, they're similar enough that you can have this pair, and you, you wouldn't come out of that film saying one has a bigger role than the other. No, no, no. Like, not it, it is both of them. Yeah. Um, I, I would say Bill is, for lack of a better word, the leader to some degree, or more. He's would more you level. Call, would you call him the brains of the operation? I was going to say more <laughs> level headed. Yeah. He, he's the one who's like, "Hey, Bill, we need to do this." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. oh, sorry, hey, Ted, we need to. Yeah. Keep keep focused, keep focused. Whereas Keanu's like, "What's that?" Huh? <laughs> I was looking at the princesses. Yes. I love. Apparently, before every take, like Keanu would like put his hands in his hair and like pull it out. Yeah, it's so, so fluffed. Yeah. <laughs> So stupid. Um, yeah, no. Um, I, I like that could not work. That kind of those sorts of characters, like you can get them so wrong. Yeah, like and maybe that's one reason why this film has actually got the following it's got, and because enjoyed. it actually works. Yeah, like you said, you you were at one point close to them becoming slightly annoying for yeah, you, but yeah. they they very they never crossed over that line no. of saying something. And um and their final presentation was great. It was yep. like that good like cuz they they'd changed enough but not actually changed. Like they, there was some growth in their character and they'd actually learnt something somehow. And it's, it's um, I think, really that more than anything, it's like responsibility. Yeah, <laughs> and a little like, bit growing up, like at the end when yeah. they reflect on maybe we should, like, not just play guitar. Yeah. And like, then the guy's like, no, no, you should. Yeah, You're because, wild stallions. <laughs> because you are going to save the world. You're pretty much music. a religion. Wild stallions music has become the foundation of our whole society. You see, eventually, 
Your music will help put an end to war and poverty. It will align the planets and bring them into universal harmony. So um, we better start now. Um, <laughs> so yes, that's it. There's a bit of growing up along the way. Just yeah. enough. They're already... I mean, the history teacher is never the villain either. No, that's what I love. He wants them to pass. Yeah, watching it this time, I realised how much of a good dude he is. Yeah, he's like... He's not harsh about it. No, he's like, you guys are going to need an A+, or you're going to flunk. Yeah. And he just puts it really honestly, and he just doesn't stop. And he's hard. rooting for them as well. He's just yeah. like, you guys need to go home, do your best, I'm rooting for... Like, yeah. Yeah, they're like... <laughs> Oh, right, and they—they're like they're totally on board. They're not like the kids at school who don't care, and he's the the typical a-hole teacher. Mm. Like, yeah, it's, and so that you don't have that sort of like fear of failure from like a negative point of view. You just want them to succeed. Yeah, um, and I suppose like putting that in perspective, like it's a really a film with no antagonist to some degree, and it is just no, there's these no guys. Biff or anything like yeah, that. exactly. So you mm. you can just. As a result, I think you can just sit back and enjoy it mm. rather than sort of fearing or, you know, getting that sort of like anxiety at certain stages where something might go off the rails. Like yeah. the closest little bit of anxiety is, I don't know, the maybe anten- the medi- medieval part. Yeah, or, or the antenna breaking. But yes, like, yeah, but even then it's... It, because it, we haven't had the scene where they go back to the Circle K and meet their other selves. So oh. you're like, we know that's coming. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's true. That's still rolling through. And it's also the thing, the film sets up from the beginning... These guys did this. I am going to help them do this. Yes. Like, it's, it's like the yeah. stakes are low at yeah. the beginning. They, they're going to get there. It's yeah. A, it's a matter just, of how. And it's <laughs> and so it's pretty much the film is asking you to join them on their adventure. Yeah, come along. It's, yeah. ex- it's excellent. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Just um, sit down and have fun and learn some vague, vague facts about history. <laughs> yeah, and at the end of the day, they don't tell you anything incorrect. No. I don't think. Um, I just... It, we we the names <laughs> yes yeah. so crates so we've got so crates uh, we have a uh, beef oven beef <laughs> oven yeah um uh, those are the two Siggy fruit yeah Siggy fruit <laughs> yeah um Noah's wife yeah yeah and Miss, Miss Joan of Arc yeah it's it's kind of interesting it's such a hodgepodge of miscellaneous history characters mm. that you're just like all right. Yeah, yeah, like, they just, like, they sort of go through a number of different eras, they're very visually recognisable, you know, you've got a cowboy, a yes. Greek philosopher, yeah. medieval, medieval um, Mong- Genghis a Mongolian, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, and Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> yeah, who's obvious enough, yeah. um, beef oven, yeah, who's most obvious when just thrashing it out on the piano, yeah, yeah, and wearing his sweet, sweet suit, yeah, <laughs> one of the funniest little, we, 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 Lost it a little bit when, um, when during their final presentation, when Freud was analysing Ted. Yes. <laughs> and then he goes, sort of indicates to Bill, like, you know, oh, would you like? He goes, like, no, no. Nah. Just got a minor Oedipal complex. <laughs> it's, it's such a wonderful joke that it's, watching this as a kid, it's like, oh. I don't, whatever, Bill just said something, whatever. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Look, look, Abraham Lincoln's dancing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but then, like, these these like super dumb characters, and then there's this one little clever line that comes out. Yeah, it's like what? Your stepmom is cute though. Shut up, Ted. Remember when I asked her to the prom? Shut up, Ted. I think that's why the film works so well because it's full of those little nuggets, and yeah. they're not necessarily as explicit or like as that to some degree. Sixty nine, dudes. But 
there are peppered in these little moments where watching it as an adult, because like it is very much a kids movie, really. Yeah. Um, watching it as an adult, there are those few odd jokes that are, are there for you, like yeah, the Oedipus complex or. The fact that Napoleon goes to Waterslide Park called Waterloo. Like, it's just little... (laughs) Speaking of that, how good was that actor? (laughs) He's an Australian, weirdly enough. Yeah. His name's Terry Camilleri. (laughs) What else has he been in? I don't really know. Oh, wow. He was committed. (laughs) Hmm. Oh, but on that note, I want to do a quick corrections thing on... uh, I couldn't remember what um, the writers and uh, Stephen Herrick, the director... uh, so Ed Solomon, uh, just a little bit of a side tangent. Here. No. Ed Solomon uh, has written a bunch of stuff, uh, most notably probably Men in Black. Oh, he wrote the first one of those. Yep. Uh, they kind of only ever wrote Bill and Ted together, and, um, yep. and then- Chris Matheson's a writer on the Goofy movie. Which is pretty great. I think I saw the Goofy movie. I love a Goofy yeah. movie. Yeah, it's really. That was really in the mid nineties, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mm. saw that one. It's like uh, him, and Goofy, and his son Max, Max going on a yeah. camping trip. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, that was good. No, I have seen that yeah. one. There you go. It's a movie I've seen. Yeah, and uh, Stephen Herrick, the director, uh, he'd made one film before this called yeah. Critters, which is an I've awesome, awesome eighties yes. B grade sci yeah, like I've horror movie. Yep. And then uh, post that, did uh, such films as uh, Mighty Ducks. What? <laughs> yep. Alright, so he's not a nobody. Yeah, and uh, Mr. Holland's Opus with Richard really? Yeah, he's kind of all over the map. Wow, that's changed direction. Yeah, yeah. Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah. He's been Did he a- do Mighty Ducks 2 and 3? No, just the first one. Okay. So, yeah, just- he's OG with it. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I just want to give that. No, that's, <laughs> give yeah, okay, so they shout-outs. went on and did their own significant enough things. Yeah. But um, jumping back into the film, I guess, um, in terms of the supporting characters with yes. all of the history, like, the figures, should we yeah. call them, um, do you think it's a nice enough mix, or... I think that's the one maybe fault of the film, is we get, like, a really hefty load, like, time spent early on with some, and then it's just like, ah, rush, montage, grabbing people. I, I didn't mind it, because... Even the the ones that they do grab early still don't get a heap of time. Yeah. So Crates and Billy the Kid, who yeah. become like best buddies. Oh, that's my favourite part. so awesome. They're trying to pick up chicks at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you just watch the two of them in the background the whole time. Yeah, there's like football. Yeah, he, Billy the Kid teaches him how to play football at one point. It's so oh, wonderful. Yeah, they just become like great buddies. Yeah, just if, if you're going to rewatch this movie, just constantly watch in the background Billy yeah. and So Crates. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and they're so funny. Um, we're from history. Um, and, um, and Freud walking up with the hot dog on a stick. Yes. Like, the suggestive image. <laughs> so, I didn't mind that they then montaged a, a bunch, because then the bunch all got a chance to shine in the mall. Yeah. Um, and they'd already plucked Napoleon early, so he vanished for ages, and then he came back. And I just love love the kid, the brother's reason for ditching him. Do you realize you have stranded one of Europe's greatest leaders in San Dimas? He was a dick. <laughs> sums it up so perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. He was being pretty... He ate all the ice cream. And then he, like, was cheating at bowling. <laughs> yeah, like, what a bad guy. Yeah. But, um... But then he found joy with water slides. Well, and as we all. Yeah. <laughs> water slides the best. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, no, I, I quite liked all those supporting ones. Um, and then other just, like, like um, Missy. His, oh, God. His stepmom yeah. who's, what, like three years older than him? Yeah, well, he has the great line of remember when she was a senior when we were sophomores. Yeah. 
Oh. So simple. Yeah, such a simple little joke. But she yeah. still behaves like a mother. Yeah, like, that's what's kind of like, lovely. Mum. Yeah. She drives him around. She's really nice. Yeah. Not till you do your chores. Oh, the, the chore sequence. That's the... It's a bit of a filler, isn't it? That's the one part in the film where you kind of take a step back and you're like, what's going on? I guess it's their attempt Genghis to show... Genghis Khan's cleaning a toilet in fast motion. Yeah, he's trying to drink... No, don't drink the toilet water, yeah. Genghis. You're like, yeah. But it's, it's just a so unnecessary 30 second scene. I guess it was just to put them in the modern day a little bit more than purely the mall. Yeah. Just to yeah. give them a but, set. But the mall works because story wise they're supposed to impart what they think of modern day San Dimas. So yes. Bill and Ted's idea of what is modern day society is taking them to the mall which yep. is kind of a wonderful little thing. And um, Joan of Arc is empowered by women's aerobics. Yeah. That's 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 a bit of a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like one of the most empowered women in history and yeah. it's like jazzercise jazzercise <laughs> um, it was the 80s <laughs> yeah yeah it was a yeah. bit different nowadays yeah um and then Mozart just shredding it 80s style I'm like oh no Beethoven Beethoven, Beethoven sorry <laughs> come Beethoven. on <laughs> sorry I have Mozart in my head for some reason because of his hair um but um, just shredding it on like three keyboards at once. Yep. Genghis Khan going nuts in a sports store. Yeah, it's, it's just fun yeah. and stupid. And then it leads to the weird kind of... With the points where the film ends up kind of breaking down to some degree, which is... When they just do all their like paradox breaking stuff. Yeah, but it's kind of fun. Like after all the yeah. figures are arrested and they're in jail, their way of getting them out of the jail is just like... Yeah, paradox. <laughs> yeah, well, we already can't explain the time travel very well, so how about just remember after the presentation you go back and record something to distract your dad, alright? Yeah, well, did we like say, that, like, there's this really long speech about, like, we should do this and this and this and this and this, and then it's like, you just want an added line of, that makes total sense! Yes. <laughs> and, like the keys, like, just come back and leave the keys behind here. Here they are. Done! <laughs> we need a tape recorder. Cool, there's one, and here's a note we apparently typed to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> that no one touched for like two days. <laughs> and I was like, when did they do that? <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, you're like, I, I don't, don't care. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't care. I'm having fun. Yeah. Because they do so many in a row. Like, they, yeah. they stay pretty consistent with the time travel and they just go bang, bang, bang. I, I really wonder if that's just the writers being like, let's see what we can get away with in yeah. terms of like... And who, who's really counting. Yeah. Because this is post Back to the Future where they made that... They thought out everything. Yeah, they were that. very thorough with that. Yeah, yeah, and it's time travel is like, you know, this meticulous thing that you've got to, you know, butterfly... And like, you know, yeah. all of this stuff happening. And this movie like... Eh. As long as they don't fail history, they're going to be alright. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> uh, if only Ted had wound his watch. <laughs> oh, I know. Come on, Ted. You told yourself to. Ted, you forgot to wind your watch again. After you reminded yourself not to. Well, I better remind myself again. Ted, don't forget to wind your watch! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It, yeah, it's such a I, I weird, think... wacky cartoon of a movie. It was a funny one. We were talking a little bit during about how it, um, it really reminds us of Wayne's World. Yeah, I, I think... Or elements of it do. It, it's, I think, where it shone for me was when they visit the future world mm. and, it, you know, uh, Bill has the wonderful thing of be excellent to each other. Yes. And then Ted punctuates with party on. Yeah. And I always associate party on with Wayne's World. Yes. Like, that's what that is. And, and, and excellent. Yeah. Like, isn't it 
party time, party time, excellent. Pretty like, much, yeah, yeah. Like what? Huh? What? Yeah. <laughs> so it's an interesting, like I think, just great minds, like possibly yeah. because like Mike Myers was, you know, up from Canada, like Canada, mm. and then New York, and yep. so, and Dana Carvey based uh, Garth off of his brother. Ah, okay. That's, that's why Garth looks right. like this. So but, yeah, so I guess maybe just sheer coincidence of that. The same coincidence that had Shark Tale and Finding Nemo come out within six months of each other. Bugs Life and Ants. Ants. Yep. Dante's Peak and Volcano. Megamind and Despicable Me. Yep. Oh, and then, uh... <laughs> For all you playing at home. Armageddon and Deep Impact. Please. Have Deep... we got a bingo yet? <laughs> Email and tweet us. <laughs> Oh gosh. <laughs> um, anyway, hmm. uh, <laughs> no, but I think that's that's really where the similarities kind of end between the two. And yeah. I think it is just because they're that like a late eighties rock fan yeah. caricature that was so easy to yeah. Rip there wasn't actually that much music in this film. No, considering these guys are all about Eddie Van Halen and, and starting a band, it had a bit of music. I'm assuming they couldn't afford. Big songs, that's fine. Um, they had a bit of just generic 80s glam rock going on. But it wasn't really a feature. I thought there might be more of a feature. No, but I kind of appreciate that they kind of shifted the instrumental music to whatever time period they were in. Yeah. Which, that kind of worked so well. And it was not too loud. Like, no. It was just in the background. It's kind of that inoffensive, just like, we're in a western now, so we've got like... But it was still sort of that eighty sort of stuff. Yeah, I um, it was. Mm. I was expecting maybe some more like full on like yeah, like journey esque kind yeah. of um tunes t- to a montage or something. Yeah, really, the only two songs I would say we well, we get maybe three songs I would say. You've got the opening credits. It was by who? Uh Big Pig. Big I looked Pig? up. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got the. Weird U2 cross with Journey song when they visit the future. <laughs> yeah, whoever that was by. Yeah, and then I'd say the presentation song. Yeah. Was the, there a song over the montage, the the recruitment montagey sort of time? I don't know. I can't remember. But that's it. Like yeah. it hasn't stuck with us. So, yeah, um, it's inoffensive. But I think it is the the soundtrack. I, I enjoyed the kind of yeah. super cheesy glam rocks yeah, songs that they could afford. But I think if you had bigger, more known songs, it might actually just take you out. Yeah, of it, and this so. is a great example of where just having the the theme or the style of music consistent. Yeah, but without. Crushing it with bringing in a big, big, well-known track or a few of them. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it worked really well. Cool. Um, I was right, by the way. The film was about time travel. You were. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you nailed it. That's why I was. I, that's why I was kind of teasing that <laughs> yeah. at the beginning to try and see, like, if you were like. I like that you don't give anything away. Mm. Like, interesting. Yeah. Well, I was kind of. Yeah, I was both like happy and also kind of bummed <laughs> I really like when a magical like telephone yeah. box arrived I really wanted you to be like what is happening yeah when Rufus who was like Terminator cross with Doctor Who arrives yeah <laughs> yeah the weird Doctor Who kind of yeah, element I know well apparently like it, the time machine was originally supposed to be a van like uh, I was oh. one of them had like a van that they just kind of like 
Do you Paint think it up and stuff. Back to the Future made them... Yeah, okay. Yeah, that is exactly why. <laughs> like, oh, damn it, someone took our idea. Uh, let's make it a phone booth. We don't know what Doctor Who is. Even though Doctor Who's a police box. But... Yes, which is a phone booth. Kind yeah, of. yeah. <laughs> but that's, you know, 1988 or 89, you know, America. That's not... Doctor no. Who's not Really big. a big thing. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, so... No, I um I had a good time watching it. Basically, hmm. is how I put it. Um, yeah. So so, you, had you heard much about? Like you hadn't heard really. It was just standard kind of. Yeah. No. I mean, I knew it was out there. I, I that image of um, like I said of Keanu in the classroom saying yeah, no his wife yeah yeah um and his his like yeah, buffed out fluffed out hair and his. Keanu expression. Yeah, it, it's interesting because this is this is a big one for me actually as a kid. Like yeah. this was one of my like favorite films. I think I my mum showed me it when I was like six or something. Yeah, and I just loved it. And yeah, I think I would have really enjoyed it. Yeah, and then it was I'd seen it a couple of years before like speed had come out and yep. like point break and things so then like when those came out I was like oh Keanu Reeves I love Ted <laughs> so yeah and, and point break was like the perfect transition for him because he still yeah. is sort of Ted that's, that's he's, he's just Ted who's grown up a little bit yeah it, that fully is like a transition there's like Ted then you've got Johnny Utah yeah. and then you have Travis from speed it's like the perfect arc of where this yeah. character goes you just keep going so this is this is what happened when uh, Ted failed school yep <laughs> No, and then he, you know, no, he, he, he found out he was really good at football, <laughs> but then he blew his knee out. <laughs> Became a lawyer instead or whatever. Went yep. to the FBI. Yeah, and then decided to, like, you know, downgrade a little and became an, one of LAPD's finest. <laughs> yeah, and then he, um, he embraced his roots and became a surfer again. Yeah. he got paid to do it. I, I kind of, when we get to speed, I really kind of want to now make a mashup video that, like, is all of this is this one biopic. Yes. <laughs> All these characters. Yeah, Ted, Ted and his, like, identity crisis. And yeah, pretty much, man. like, yeah. where this man grows up. And, yeah. and then he can end up as John Wick. And you have, like, Salisbury Hill playing. Yes! yes. <laughs> It'd be great. And then, yeah, you could just have that final image of him in uh, Starter John Wick when he's just depressed as. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no one likes that. No, we won't do that. Um, it, it's interesting. I found out that uh, originally, when the two of them were cast... They thought they were playing the opposite role. Oh. And they only found out when they showed up on set on the first day, and they were like, this wardrobe doesn't fit me. What? Oh, whoops. <laughs> Which is like the biggest oversight of but a production. That's kind of perfect level. for those characters. Yeah, yeah so how that, do you get that wrong? Yeah, but that would have been such a different movie, I think, having... Yeah. Like, they, they nailed these characters so well yeah. to yeah. find out that they were... They've been prepping vice versa is really interesting, I think. Yeah, yeah. And it, I don't know, to think that, yeah, so Keanu would have had Missy as his mum. Yeah. Stepmum. Yeah. Uh, and then, but then it's like, uh, like the people they cast as the dads are so perfect for, like, yeah, it's mm. obviously must have just been a, someone neglected to tell these guys <laughs> properly. The two leads didn't get told who they were playing, yeah. that's all. <laughs> Nothing major. One of those little issues you get on a low-budget film. You deal with it on day one. Yeah. Let's be honest. (laughs) You iron out those wrinkles. I mean, maybe that explains why Bill's t-shirt doesn't fit very well. (laughs) It's inexplicable, that shirt. That's just... 
is it, is say it is one of those shirts that they're supposed to put on like over the um, I don't know. the I, I, like pads for football or something? Like I, I think maybe I don't know. Eighties fashion. I, yeah. Maybe his dad doesn't buy him new clothes. It's the most offensive thing in this film. I know, particularly like it's not a big issue until the final presentation. Yeah, and it's like ah, oh, you. Ugh. Um, you get a bit of a yeah. You get a look. Yeah, it's it's too much of Alec Guinness. <laughs> yes. Let's see. Mm. Uh, but no, I'm sure it was fashionable at the time. Yeah, I um was probably wearing a shirt the same size, but I was three years old. So it makes it, it it made sense. It worked for you. Yeah, I could pull it <laughs> you, off. You weren't a 23 year old man playing no. a 17 year old. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, so you you kind of you said you enjoyed it. You, you yes. did this one. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Eric is a kid. What do you? What do you yeah, think? I think I would have. I think I would have liked it. Um, I think it would have been one that I probably. I think, like I said previously, like Happy Gilmore was one I always went back to a lot. This is probably would have been one that I could have quite happily gone back to. Yeah. Um, because I, I mean, I always enjoyed history as a subject anyway, yeah. mostly because it just pops up in films and stuff as mm. much as anything. I, but I, um, yeah, sorry, it's just just easy film to put on. Mm. It's one that I think if you saw as a little kid, like around mm. between six and ten, also like it, it's more yeah. of a primary school film, I think, than like you found it in high school, you'd be like, yeah, it's fine. Yes, but I think yeah. I would have needed. I think for me, I most likely would have watched it around like yeah, ten to twelve. Yeah, that would have been the age I would have been exposed to that kind of film. Yeah, and that's like the sweet spot, I think, to yeah. just engage and really connect with the humour. And yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. If you watched it at sixteen, you would have gone, "Yeah, it's fine." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's not crude enough for my age. Yeah, again, it's one of those bell curve things. Yeah, it's, it's like if you're young, you'd be great, and then teens, I reckon, you'd. Kind of reject it a little bit. You just be like, yeah, it's fine. But then I reckon, as an adult, now you're like, yeah, that was, yeah, that was fun and as cute. As a teen, you wouldn't have, you'd have been like, ah, oh, put American Pie on again. Yeah, this is too derpy. <laughs> this is too derpy. I want college movie. Yeah. <laughs> and now, as an adult, you're just like, oh, this is just fun. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like I can deal with that now. Yeah, it's just so innocent. Yeah, almost to the point of like, there's other than Napoleon losing it yes. during bowling. There's nothing in this that would make it. Like, it's... I mean, you know, there are the few, like, stuff with Missy and things, but... Yes, It's yeah. very inoffensive PG. Yeah, it like, is. It's like, very you, even, you barely even notice it, really. Yeah. Um, any any violence, like, one guy gets shot in the foot. Yeah. But barely... And a suit of armour gets stabbed. You killed Ted, you medieval dickweed! Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and apart from that... It's just so... Yeah, pleasant. I mean, <laughs> I, I would say Jumanji is just as violent. I'd say Jumanji's almost more violent. Yeah, Jumanji's get the crap out of me in the cinemas, let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. <laughs> that hunter, he's creepy. Oh, and it's his God, dad the whole time. As a kid, I didn't realise that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's like, oh, that, I, that movie's better than I thought. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, anyway. Um, so, yes, no, exactly right. It, uh, it's, it's quite kid-friendly. Yeah. Hmm. Um... Do you want to hear a couple of little facts in, yeah. in terms of the box office and things? Mm. Um, yeah. Because I, I kind of mentioned a few times throughout the film that uh, throughout the podcast that it was a low budget film. Yeah. How much? How much did it cost? Uh, they, it was made for ten million, actually. I guess there's some pretty rad CGI. Yeah, it's it's surprising. And an umbrella handle as, yeah. a, as an antenna. But there was like, it, there's a lot of weirdness in the post production of this film. It was actually supposed yeah. to come out in 1987. Whoa, okay. They shot it in 1987, but then uh, the De Entertainment Group that produced it yeah. went bankrupt. Oh. And then a group, I'm 
think they're called Nelson Entertainment, bought mm-hmm. the rights to the film yep. and put it out. And so that's why it came out two years after uh-huh. it was actually okay. shot. So, yeah, there was a bit of a big gap in weirdness yep. there. Okay. And so it's kind of still technically considered an independent film. And so it was 10, yep. 10 million. Yep. Uh, it made 40.4 million at the US box office. Sounds like a success. Yeah. Uh, I mean, four times its budget. Yeah. Uh, did not have an international release, it turns out. America only. America only. Yeah, uh, I guess so. Pretty, pretty low key. Yeah, which is kind of an issue with what's been happening with uh, the third one. If we'll uh, get into that in yes. a minute. Yeah. Uh, but so adjusted for inflation, that's around eighty-four million today, uh, mm-hmm. and it was ranked number thirty-two in nineteen eighty-nine. Yeah. Okay. So it did alright. Yeah, uh, number one was Batman. Oh yeah, Mark of course. King. Yeah, first one. Yeah, but um. The one thing I am really interested in is what you would think about watching the sequel. Like, are you intrigued at all, or are you... I just saw the art on the box. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. It's... Uh, I I really like the sequel. Yeah, yeah. I remember you it's... saying that. Um, no, I would be intrigued. Yeah. I don't know when I'll get around to it, let's yeah. be honest. So, it, but yeah, based on watching the first one, you're not leaping at... Like, chomping at the bit to go and see Bogus Journey. <laughs> well... No, I, I don't know. <laughs> You're intrigued, at least. I'm definitely intrigued, yeah. yes. Because that's what I think, like, obviously now it yeah. has to go on the list and we'll see it at some point. Some stage. Yeah, yeah. I, I was hoping, like, if you just fell in love with this one, I'd be like, all right, let's put on number two <laughs> and do it as a back-to-back episode. But, yeah, I think we'll have to hold off on that a bit. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I would like to. Yeah. No, I, I would like to say, no, it's not as though... Like, I came out of that thinking, oh my god, I have to see the sequel. <laughs> what happens to Bill and Ted? Wow, how could the adventure go from excellent to bogus? Yeah. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> only you know. Uh, um, yeah. No, so yeah, I, I don't mm. come leaping out that way. Yeah. Um, All I'll say is, um, it, I love it because it is the biggest, one of the best examples of you want a sequel, I'll give you a sequel. <laughs> like, a la Gremlins 2. Weird. Oh, yeah, okay, <laughs> So, it's going let's, to insanity. Let's dial it to 11 and yeah. go from there. Oh, by the way, I saw the greatest thing on Twitter. Joe Dante, the director of Gremlins and Gremlins 2, yeah. when Jordan Peele won the Academy Award, like, put a set of a message out on Twitter being like, congratulations for, to the man who ran the writer's room of Gremlins 2. <laughs> uh, there's an amazing oh, Key and Peele awesome. sketch about... Uh, uh, Gremlins 2 Riders Room if you've never seen it. It's great. It's <laughs> really, really good. It is that sequel. I'm going to put a little bit of spice into the mixture here. What if we did this? Everybody here gets to design their own Gremlin. Um, I, I don't see that the uh, the Gremlin design is broken. It's called brainstorming, not brain drizzling, sweet pea. Okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I briefly mentioned there that there's going to be a third one. Yes. It's, no. it's been in development hell for a, over a decade now. Wow. Um, the original writers, Ed Solomon and Chris Matheson, got together, wrote a script. Yep. Uh, the biggest setback was, unfortunately, the passing of George Carlin, who, yes. who we haven't even really mentioned much. No. So. What else has he been in? Uh, he was a stand-up comedian. Yes. He was an amazing, amazing stand-up comedian. Yep. Uh, and then had kind of done a few little odd bits and pieces of acting, uh, most notably, notably like Bill and Ted, and then he became a regular for Kevin Smith. Uh, he's in yep. Dogma, Jersey Girl, uh, Jan Sunbomb Strike Back. Is he the warden in Arrested Development? 
No, that's yeah. um. He's got the same beard. That's all. Similar. That's what's his name? Who hosts inside the actor studio? Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, James Lipton. Yeah, that's yeah. The <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he was uh, one of them, like the seventies greatest stand-up comedians. Ah, okay. Um, yeah. And then, uh, weirdly as well, he was the American narrator for Thomas the Tank Engine. Really? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so there's some great videos online of uh, mashing up Thomas the Tank Engine with bits from his stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> of course there are. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, he passed... Yeah. Uh, he's great in this movie. I just want to... Yeah, yeah. I think he's not in it that much. He's not much. in it a lot. No. He's in it enough to impact it and he has chemistry with the with, with Bill and Ted yeah I think that's just because he's such a good dude that you're just like ah oh, George oh yeah, yeah Rufus but um yeah unfortunately he passed away in mm. about 2008 I want to yeah, say yeah okay um so that obviously caused them to have to do a lot of rewrites and things yep. on the script and uh as recently as uh February this year uh there's been the statements released uh yep. so script new script is done okay. uh they have the storyline map it's cool story and interesting yep it's uh, Bill and Ted face the music. Okay. Uh, and then, um, so, <laughs> I won't go into what the plot is, but uh, both Keanu and Alex Winter are both on board, and okay. I believe executive producing. Good. Uh, director is signed on. Uh, Dean Parasot, who directed Galaxy Quest. Oh, perfect. Yep. And the weirdest one is Academy Award winner Steven Soderbergh is on as a producer. <laughs> Different tone <laughs> from the maker of traffic yeah. comes Bill and Ted three. Wow! Yeah, Bill, I... and, Bill and Ted take a dark turn. Yeah. Oh no, that's the sequel that that happens. <laughs> well, but, yeah. Yeah, but no. Apparently, they're having trouble um, because every studio they're taking it to is yeah. But can't we just reboot instead of sequel? Oh, no one wants to see old people. They well, want... I mean, they're, they're sort of right. I see what they're, they're doing there. Yeah, I get it, but from it's... a money point of view, they can get um, some bad sequels. Like going just Kickstarter, mo- Kickstarter account, yeah, <laughs> do yeah. it, or take it to Netflix, do something. Yes, but, yeah. But um, I think before we kind of wrap this one up, there's uh, something I usually try and hunt down for each film that we do, and that's a little bit of alternate casting. Yes, and do you have some of the other pairings and things like that? Unfortunately, no. I did try oh. and find. I only have one. Okay. One of the other people that made it to the top six. Yep. And that was Paulie Shaw. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, all right. Which is like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's interesting. And um, the interesting thing on the note of George Carlin was the hardest part, apparently, to cast was Rufus. Yes. And they only cast George Carlin once they were already into production and already shooting. <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> and because apparently they'd spent a lot of time trying to find a very serious actor for that yeah. role. And they've reached out to the only one I could find was Sir Sean Connery, <laughs> which I'm sh- wouldn't give anything to hear that phone conversation. <laughs> so the movie's called Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Hello, are you still there, <laughs> Just like, Mr. Connery? Yeah, dial tone. I think Patrick Stewart would have been a good choice. That'd be interesting, but he. Oh, he's doing Next Generation at that stage? This might have been just before. 87 yeah. was when oh, they were yeah. shooting. So yeah, maybe a little bit. I think Next Gen's like 89. Yeah. So, yeah. He, but he would have been an interesting choice. So like, yeah, someone like him. I, know, I mean, I know Rickman wasn't quite doing films just yet, but... No, no. Oh, yeah. Well, his first film ever was 88, so... Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, those sort of... But, yeah, going for that kind of British classical actor, Right, yeah. Yep. But they ended up just going for warm, cuddly... I yep. guess with yep and he just delivered it relatively dry but with a with some yeah with a bit of warmth exactly um yeah so unless we got anything else no no, no. That, that 
sums it all up yeah. pretty well. It's a it's a good movie. It's a it's yeah. a dare I say an excellent adventure. Oh, bogus! So it's about that time. It is. It is. It's time to find out what's next. Yeah, the, uh, the films are in the hat. If you want to uh, give them a shuffle and we have the shuffle on, and the, our next film is going to be oh, special one, Milan. I've heard a great deal about you, Mulan. But soon the world will know the great things you have done. And this is super special because it's the only film ever, (laughs) ever that Chris has not seen. I have not seen this one. So I think blows my mind. Yeah, this is going to be the only time this ever happens in the history of this podcast, I think. Everything. Yeah. Unless I I can dream up some other Disney film that I haven't seen. Yeah. Or something like that. It'll be interesting. I'm intrigued. Um, I I do enjoy a good Disney animated, so... I grew up on them. Um, And it was sort of in the golden age, really. Yeah. And, um... Everyone, all our friends tell us it's awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right. But I guess, yeah, other than that, uh, if you have any film suggestions for us, if you can think of any films that Eric might have missed in his childhood or that are some of your favourites, uh, please let us know by sending us an email at haven'tseenpod at gmail.com or uh, you can follow me on Twitter at CriterionQuest. Uh, it's the name of the other podcast I do. <laughs> but uh, other than that, we'll be back in a fortnight's time with Mulan. We will. So um, join us then for some Disney magic. Yeah. Uh, for this week's episode, I'm Chris. I'm Eric. See you next time. Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library.